welcome back to Dear Nina, Conversations About Friendship. You're listening to episode 19, which is a very special episode because it combines two of my favorite topics, friendship and books. When I was getting ready for this episode, I asked my newsletter readers about some of their favorite friendships and books. Then I got a letter in response to the same newsletter from a reader I've never met named Rebecca. Her response was so thorough and so full of good examples of friendship and books that I invited Rebecca on the show. First, let me read what she wrote. Dear Nina, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Why are there so few books about best friends? I asked three of my friends who read as much as I do, and they only came up with the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Why do so many books written for women focus on romantic love or parenting? What about books about long-lasting friends? And why does the best friend always die? Or why does a friend always have to betray her friend? There are many young adult books I can think of, but not so many for women in their 40s and older. So I thought about the many books I read, and I listed a bunch below. Happy to chat anytime, Rebecca. And chat we did. We had a nice correspondence, and I said, we really should have this conversation on the podcast. She provided me with a list by category of all these different kinds of friendships and books. And I knew I really found my kind of person and the perfect guest. Rebecca is a former middle school English teacher, which Rebecca, by the way, so am I and high school too, and reading specialist. She coaches English teachers in Washington, D.C. She also reviews books for children. Munchkin Fun, is that the name of the company, Rebecca? It is. Okay, great. She lives with her husband, three kids, a teen, a tween, and a toddler. Oh my goodness. And a pandemic puppy in Maryland. So Rebecca, before we talk about books, I feel like I know you because we're connected on social media and I know we have friends in common, but how do we know each other again? Okay. I think, well, we're, we're both Chicago girls, but... Right. Where are you from in Chicago? I am from Northbrook. Okay. And I'm from Highland Park. But we didn't know each other. No. But we, we could have. We perhaps have passed each other, but didn't know each other. Uh, your, one of your best friends who you had on a podcast was my kid's guidance school counselor. Okay. So that's another Rebecca, Rebecca Kotak. So we're best friends from college. And so you... You live in Maryland. Do you guys live in the same suburb? We we live in different suburbs, but she was like my person for six years because I would go to her for all the children you mentioned in. Oh, that's a that's so lucky. I wish Rebecca could be that Rebecca Kotak yes. could be my kids' guidance counselor. Yes. Oh, she's my she's basically my guidance counselor. Yes, she is the best. Exactly. Okay, so let's get back to books. I loved your list. I loved the categories because it's exactly how I think. But say a little more about your feeling when I asked for people's favorite friendships? I, I mean, it was this moment where I had this like, what? Because I'm such a big reader. The three friends who I texted are humongous readers. And you would think we would be able to list like the top of your head, like your favorite movies, your favorite TV shows, your favorite books about female friendships. And we all were stuck. And they didn't, I had to really sort of dig deep and make sure it wasn't like a romantic love or a mystery. It was just a real long friendship book. And it it did take more time than I thought. And then I was curious. And I it, probably because the love relationship is such a central one in just in all of literature. I mean, I think of like Shakespeare, I think of even Greek mythology, although that has a ton of 
family drama too, but there's so much always about the romantic relationship. And the truth is in modern life, I guess once, I mean, whether you're in any kind of committed romantic relationship, married or not, it's sort of like, okay, we can move on from that. It's the friends that really round out our lives. And I am surprised there isn't more. Yes. And then there was always something, like you said, like very dramatic has to happen. And I feel my most life-sustaining friendships, there might have been these ups and downs, but they really are like the people I call. And and I wanted more stories of just your your people who surround you and that platonic love. I've heard it, you know, referred to it's or like a soulmate who you're not married to. It's your best friend soulmate. And you, you may, you know, have another committed relationship. And so I, I went on a search. And I did some searching too. And so Rebecca and I had some good back and forth about different books. We we didn't completely decide on all our categories. We're going to kind of figure them out as we go. Okay. Well, should I go list them? Or go? Yeah, let's okay. listen. Not the books themselves, okay. but the categories. So it's the best friend and sidekick. So it's your, and sometimes it says ride or die. Like it's your person who helps you achieve the goal of the story. And it's sometimes, you know, referred to as your person. But you can't get the story done without the two of you. Okay. The friendship breakup. That is, I, I see a lot sometimes in, in that young adult lip or we're focusing on the grown-up literature where that friendship when you are a grown-up and it it changes or you change or, or it ends. And sometimes it comes back together and sometimes it doesn't. And what does that mean for you? And how do you move forward? I'm glad you brought up that we are not doing young adults because there are examples like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants that we could talk about, but we're really trying to focus on books that we can identify with and people older than us. I have a lot of listeners and readers who are my mom's age in her 70s or 60s or 80s, and they want to see their friendships reflected too. Right. Absolutely. The best friend who dies. And that is, for me, if I do want to go there, I like to know sort of what's happening there. And sometimes I... I do choose to go there and it is, you'll see me, you know, sobbing, sobbing in the bed. Yeah. That's always a sad one. Uh, the best friend and a test of friendship. So this is that betrayal. This is when you like the same guy I've seen a lot of in books. When you, when something really makes that friendship either, and I feel like it's different than a breakup. Yeah. Cause I think in these, in this category, I think they come back together probably. So maybe it's a test and, and it prevails. Yeah. And um, friendships who are your family, that's become your family. So we didn't, we, we took off the family sagas. Sometimes they have similar themes, but family brings its whole other situation. Yes. I thought if we added family, in most cases, if we added family sagas, we would just, this list would just be unwieldy. And it, right. And it wouldn't kind of get to our point, which is there isn't a lot just about friendship. Correct. Enemy to friends. Sometimes you see that in rom-com, but also you can see it a lot in where just two opposite, you never thought you'd become friends or you hate each other actually becomes, Mm -hmm. you know, your person and then groups of friends. So it's, it's, multiple people who really come together and work as a as a cohesive group or or don't because sometimes adding someone to the group as you've talked about can really shake things up. That's my favorite category, I think. I love books. We'll get to that when we talk about it, but I love books about groups of friends. Yes, I do too. And I like if it's different perspectives because then you really get to see what everyone's thinking. And uh the mentor help a woman group 
uh, sorry, mentor, help, help another woman. And that's different than I would say your ride or die or your best friend. Cause it's, it's yeah. a different relationship to me, a, a mentor. Just then we had a nonfiction category. I think it'd be fun to recommend something in each category. So if we, cause I think I have listeners who obviously really like the topic of friendship. And so if they were going to pick a book in this category to read, what would you recommend? What would I recommend? And we may not each have one in each category. Like I don't really have one in the best friend sidekick category that I'm like really recommending. So I'm going to leave that one to you. Okay. This is tough because I want to quickly recommend three. Am I allowed to? Okay. Because they're all so different. So Finley Donovan is killing it. Uh, and now it also has the sequel is a little bit different because it's a plucky heroine solves a murder trope. So it's not your typical friendship because there is a, a there's a murder plot, but she's newly single mom. She's broke. She's overwhelmed and she's mistaken for a hitman and her nanny has to help her. And what I love about this is that's so true because if you are newly single, overwhelmed mom with young kids, and I think the opening scene that she's cutting gum out of her daughter's hair, if you are going to be mistaken for a, a, a con person and then get involved in a lot of um, crazy disposing of bodies and such, you do need help. And they become friends, like they become more than employer, employee. Yes, yes, because they need each other. And you, yeah. she, she's with her kids. You know, you trust your person with your kid. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's more than, I wouldn't put it in the mentor category. I would put it in your 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 person category and that she can't do this alone, which I don't think, you know, not that I'm advocating, you know, solving murders by yourself, but you do need help. Should you? And I love that we've read different yes. books. So it's like, great, because I wouldn't be able to tell people about this one. So that's by L. Cozumano. I just want to make sure people can look them up. Okay, next. Okay, so rom-com usually has the sidekick because I feel like the friend sometimes knows you better than yourself. And so she knows you need to fall in love and kind of knows you need to uh, take the leap. So in a kind of the similar vein, um, and also this is a side note because it's two women author best friends who write it. I never knew that. So Christina, Lauren, that's two people? They're two people. They wrote The Unhoneymooners. Yes, they write together. Oh, that, those covers are always great. Like anyone who walks into a bookstore, um, you'll see books by, now I realize it's two authors. The name is Christina Lauren. I did not realize this was two best friends writing. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes. So I love it. And I love because then, you know, you get the back and forth writing process. That's a whole nother that, that's an aside. So this is also a single mom, Jess, and she's a statistics wizard, math focus, um, very scientific. And she hears her, she and her best friend, Fizzy, who is totally opposite, you know, not very numbers based. They're at the coffee shop and they hear about this new buzzy DNA matchmaking company. And her friend makes her spit in the cup. And lo and behold, she, it's a 98% match with the head of the company and River Penna, and he's very stuck up, and he's very stubborn, and will he become her soulmate based on this mathematical equation? That's clever. Okay, I love it. I'm going to have so many books to read. But again, like, she goes on a date. She's a single mom. Her best friend has to come over to help her. So I always love that. It, it, so in, And the best friend takes a bigger um, role in just kind of knowing who she is and, and supporting her along this very emotional journey. By Alexa Martin, I see. And what's yeah. that one? Okay. So this was Mom Jeans, right? Mom Jeans and Other Mistakes, which the title I just loved. And I also, there, there's two things I loved about it. 
They don't um, have that much in common, but they've been best friends forever. And Lauren Turner is a black single mom. And Jude is her best white friend who is also an influencer. And they're both going through just a lot of emotional challenges and they move in together. So that is sort of, I think if you've ever had that talk with your yes. best friend, oh, I just wish we could live together. This is it. Like they, they actually do it. They move. Like, oh God. Like sometimes I'll say to, you know. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sometimes plotting, you know, where we're going to live in the future. You know, are we, right? Like, are, we, are you a Florida person or a California person? Because that might be oh, a deal breaker. Yes. I'm like, when we live in the plaza. Oh, so you're in New York. I want, I need York, something warm. But, I gotta yeah. get out of here. No, I, I think I'm, yeah, I think I need warm. But, you know, I like the idea of I'm really old with my best friend that we don't, we, we don't have to drive. We could just go to <laughs> yeah, shows. Yeah, you really got that done. I'm, I'm really specific. My older dream with, and there is a test. Yes, they move in and there is a test of friendship. There is modern racial issues, but also their, their best friendship and it's real platonic love. It's like, I am at my bottom and my best friend, it's, it's a different perspective. And also there's also a, another, I recommended all with kids and this one happens to Yeah, be. that's interesting though. I'll have kind of a parenting thing. So so that one was mom, jeans, and other mistakes. So our next right. category is friendship breakup. This is my favorite category. Well, no, that's not true. I also said a group of friends yes. was my favorite category. But the friendship breakup is such a good one. I'm going to tell you about a couple of these because you didn't have any, I don't think, in this category. One Correct. that really stands out is nonfiction. It's actually an anthology, a book of essays. And it was published maybe in 2000, maybe 1999, maybe 2001. It's been a while. And it's called The Friend Who Got Away edited by Jenny O'Phil and Alyssa Chappelle. And both of them have become much bigger writers. This was like their earlier project, maybe even in their 20s. And they're probably like our age now. This book is so good. And I used it in a writing class I taught this summer about friendship. I, I did a six-week writing class all about friendship. And people wrote, we didn't just write about breakups, but we did spend about three of the six sessions on friendship breakups. And I used a couple essays from here. It's just so good. And also what's interesting to read it now, because I reread the whole thing, of course, before the class, because of when it was written, none of the stuff involves smartphones. So it felt like almost like a time travel, mm. but relatable because we all, you know, you and I and anyone our age like, right. lived through this. We went to college. We'll get all the references. To be reading about friendships and college, just mostly college and high school stuff, but written from an adult perspective in a time before smartphones, because smartphones brings a whole different social media, all that. Because not just when you, when we talk about phones now, it's not just about right having the actual apparatus. It's everything inside that phone, the Facebook, the Instagram, and all that it adds to the potential conflict in our lives, part of social media. Anyway, right. I cannot recommend this enough. Anybody who's read it is like, just really likes it. If you're interested in how friendships are made and broken. A novel in that category is called The Myth of You and Me by Leah Stewart. That's another one, probably more from like 2002, 2003, 2004. It's been a while, but it stayed with me a long time. And it's two points of view on a friendship that uh, ended. And I think what I liked about it is that it's not like, a real dramatic ending. It's more about the two of them trying to figure out like why it ended really one more than the other. One is kind of trying to put the puzzle together of why did this essential friendship end? I was able to relate to that at the time of my life when I read it. Gosh, maybe I was going through my breakup with, with Rebecca Kotak, which I did a, the whole episode about, which we came back together, which is why we did the episode. It was a happy ending. And then one last one is called My Other Ex, which is edited by my former editors at Her Stories Project, Jessica Smock and Stephanie Springer. So that's another nonfiction, a bunch of essays about friendship breakups. I guess I really just like that 
storyline. Uh, yes, yes. I think I, I'm going to the library right now. Uh, and I'm going to good check them out. Okay, so the next one is sort of your special category. So we're going to have you go yeah. through that one. <laughs> Best Friend Who Dies. I added Beaches, which I did read, and the sequel. Well, you know, you, so there's a friendship breakup, but I took it to the next level, you know, with the with the, <laughs> the friendship who, where the best friend dies. So that movie, and then I, I think I read the book after the movie because I mean, we were I was like in fifth grade when that movie came out. I think that might have been a formative thing in my brain. That might be part of why I'm yes. so into friendship. It is. I must have seen it twenty times. I'm not exaggerating. There is this real visceral response to that platonic love and when that disappears and, and the finality of when, and, and it's different than a breakup, of course. That's why I recommend these books, but you know, trigger warning for sure. And um, what Alice Forget is my favorite Lainey Moriarty book that I know that's a bold statement. I love a lot of hers where a woman, I think maybe she's 39, like wakes up and she's bumped her head and she just wakes up, I think, and is totally shocked to find out what's happened to her life, and she's lost 10 years of it. So it's definitely the story about Alice, but there is a side of her friendship with Gina. It's such a clever plot. I read it a long time ago. I actually yes. think I listened to it. But if you think about it, it's like a time travel plot without the time travel. Because yes. it's like time erased yes. as opposed to going back in yes. time. But similar concept because it's like she's stuck in her early 30s or late 20s. Yes. And this was a life-changing event. And um, Gina dies very suddenly in, in the book. And I have thought about it lately, like how when it's so jarring and shocking and unlike Beaches, where she really was with her, it's a very different when it was out of nowhere. And they're both so traumatic in different ways. But I, I, I do think about this, you know, Gina and missing this person and trying to get those memories back. Yeah, that's a good one. Big Summer can be is also it's it's a strange category because it's also a murder mystery. Can you believe I haven't read that one? I've read so many Jennifer Wiener books. And yeah, so this is a it's not her typical because there's a murder mystery and it's an old friendship and there was um, Instagram and shaming involved. So, but I, I did like it because it was that sort of, how do I get back to an old friend and did she ever learn and, and make it right? And it's sort of left up to the reader to know if she, if Drew has changed. So is it kind of the breakup category too? Yeah. Yeah, yes. some do. I mean, that's just how it goes. Some are going to be in two categories. Yes. And I think that's the truth, right, about all friendships, that they can, they take different parts of your life and different times in your life. Gunkel, I loved. Did you no, read that No, but I've one? seen it. It's like on tons of lists of people's favorites. I obviously need to read it. I loved it. And this friendship is different because it was, he, he's, um, his uncle comes from being the gay uncle of his best friend, Sarah, who's his best college, you know, roommate, who marries his brother. Oh, fun. And then she, and she passes away. So it's, it's more the story of the uncle and the two kids who he's watching for the summer. Um, and how hits his grief, the kids' grief, but also it's just hilarious because obviously you don't have cocktails hour with kids and <laughs> other madness ensues when he, you know, when they don't like going to brunch. That seems like and, ready um, for screen. Are they making that into? It is, yes. I hope yeah. so because it, it had all the feels. For me, it felt very, I don't know, 2021, 2022, just happy but sad, but grief, but okay. So it, I, I highly recommend that one. So the next one, before you say it, I want to warn you not to give away the end. Could we not even, could we not even mention it? I don't even know if we can. Okay. In five years, and I don't want to reveal too much, but there's a bit of time travel, deep friendships. 
Perfect. Perfectly Go said. Ahead. And then one I added, I can't remember if you added or I added, but I have it on here is this will all be over soon. Was that you? Yes, not not it is nonfiction memoir, but also the grief of losing her cousin, who was her best friend. Okay, and they kind of have a lot of parallels, just because it's just a strong grief, but also the love and support that you get for hard times with her friends, and also a, a beautiful tribute to her cousin. Oh, these are such good recommendations. Okay, we're going to sail right on to the next category, which is best friend and test of a friendship. And this category is long and I kept adding to it. Um, it's funny. I put beaches there too. Beaches is in every category. I just kept adding beaches. beaches, is, beaches. It is. Um, but if you think about the fact that what we talked about earlier, that if you're going to have an entire novel or memoir centered around friendship, there has to be conflict. So this idea of a test of a friendship is important. I, I think about my best friend, Taryn, who I have on all the time on my show. It's like, I couldn't really write a book about her right now, thank God, because there's just no bad conflict. It's all it's all right. good. It would just be like a la la, here's how fabulous Taryn is. So the next category is best friend and test of a friendship. So something borrowed and something blue. I think we both put that on. I feel like it came out in 2004-ish, and I just remember having this emotional response because it was finally this amazing book about friendship and hard times. And Rachel and Darcy are best friends. Since childhood. And they both have, since childhood. And Rachel's sort of an attorney and Darcy is very fun. And they have the same crush on a, on a boy named Dex. On a man, I guess, yeah. named, named Dex. And everything that ensues. And it's really the ramifications of, you know, that liaison that could uh, really destroy the friendship that was lifelong. It was so original, I thought, because like everything you just said doesn't sound original per se, but it was actually the way it played out was very original because yes. Rachel's like the nice friend and she's the lawyer. Darcy's a PR person. I remember like everyone in right. their 20s. And I think, you know, the thought of hurting your best friend is something that you that I think if if you really value that friendship, you take so seriously. But and that connection that she feels with that other guy, you really feel for, for both of them. You feel for Rachel yes. in the first book. You feel for Darcy in the second exactly. book, which I also Something blue. That she oh, does. that's just a good one. We highly recommend that to everyone. Um, next one is one you read that I have not read. We Are Not Like Them by Christine Pride and Joe Piazza. Another co-writing. Another co-writer. And this one, um, it's a little more intense because it's two friendship and it talks about police brutality. There is a... the. The white friend, her husband was involved as the police shooter, and her black best friend is a reporter, oh, and she has to report. And so it's really, um, it's very current. It's very, it was written by two friends who have um, had a lot of deep discussions. And also, it, this also, I guess, yeah, this is the big test of friendship, how when you're, you're really deeply impacted by an event uh, for both a friendship, but also your, your life. And how do you, how do you move forward? So what else did you have on this category? For test of friendship, I think that's, oh, oh, the last one is one day in December, which is similar to something borrowed with that same, when you both love both your best friend, but you both love the same person. And how does that play I out? I did that one on audio too. That, that was good. That was good. I did it on audio too. So a couple I'm going to just mention, but we're not going to go through them. I'll just put them in the show notes is Sula, Tony Morrison. That's a real classic friendship one. Snowflower and the Secret Fan by Lisa C. And then another older one is Best Friends by Martha Moody. And I probably also read that one in college. And then a major one that we're going to 
play a voicemail that goes in this category is truth and beauty. So I'm just going to play this voicemail from a listener. Hi, Nina. This is Pam Moore from Boulder, Colorado. One of my favorite books about friendship is called Truth and Beauty by Ann Patchett. It is a memoir of her friendship with the late Lucy Greeley. It's just so beautiful. It's almost like a love story told in retrospect. Just you could just feel how deeply she loved her friend, what their friendship meant to her, and how deeply she misses Lucy, who died um, way before her time. Cannot recommend that one enough. Well, I guess that that's another one. And I love that book. I've read it several times. I I thought of it for the best friend and test of friendship category because they do have a lot of strife. But I forgot that it would also go in the best friend who dies category for sure. Right. So that's a good one. Okay, let's go to our next category. I added one to that. It's interesting. You, I think you only had one in there. That's yeah, friends who are like family. I'm sure we could think of more. Well, you would put the Joy Luck Club, but would that not be a group of friends? Well, it's tough because, yes, it could be both, I think. To me, it, they, they became each other's family when they left you know, all sort of their, their brutal past and came to America. So I think it's group slash friends who become family. But their girls don't. I don't as close as the moms. Yeah, that's true. Okay, keep going for sake of time. Enemy to friends. I only saw one in this category. I read this one too. Tell us about it. Cleo McDonald regrets nothing. She is a senator. She's a presidential hopeful. And then a friend, I think posts on you know some social media, Cleo McDonald is not a good person. And she has to go back to high school and make amends. And should she make amends? There's also another side relationship with her chief of staff, who is a woman. Um, and she's also a mom. And sort of just how these old friendships can play out, sometimes very publicly. So that's usually that that's what I think what made it unusual and both as a woman in public and what does it mean to go back and what does it mean to say I'm sorry or I was wrong. And what this and what Cleo has to do to get ahead in, in politics and how the friendships yes. that's by Elson Winscotch. And she is another friendship one I added to the group of friends category called in twenty years. Uh, and the women who didn't when shame and big scandals happen, who stands by you and, and who doesn't. That's right. Very uh, hard to public when once you get in the public piece of all that. Okay, group of friends, big category. Oh, your your favorite category. So you you take it. Yes, I love this, and I kept adding to it. Well, the classic that I have never read, but my mom brings it up whenever the topic of group of friends comes up is the group by Mary McCarthy. Have you ever read that? No. That's an older book, so I'm going to keep it in the show notes, but I can't say much about it because I haven't read it. I just know it's about a group of friends. And any book written about a group of friends, a couple I added to the list is like The Other's Gold, anything like these. There's Waiting to Exhale by Terry McMillan, which is also a movie. People always reference the group as like the original novel about a group of friends. But the one that comes to mind that stayed with me, again, I think from that early 2000, maybe 1999, I'd have to look that all up, is Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. That was such a big book. And I think Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants might have been kind of coming up around the same time. And they both had the word sisterhood in them. And there was something that really drew readers in. Because even though we're not talking about family, there's something about sisterhood, the word sisterhood as it pertains to friendship that people love. And in that one, different. it actually reminds me of the Joy Luck Club and it's about the mother's group of friends and how this right. the mother's group of friends 
help the the adult daughter kind of come to peace with her life and the and it's about the mother daughter relationship too and the strife between a mother and a daughter and how they're not speaking and it's the mother's group of friends that heal that relationship and it, it's a lot of going back in time on the mother and her friends when they were younger and kind of coming up in the world did you want to say anything on this list well, Big Little Lies, I think it also how a group comes together and can't be pulled apart, but they really, they stay united as a group. And I'm, I didn't give any background about it. No, that's okay. And it, it's like so many people have seen. I think people have seen the movie. Yeah. And we can't talk about them all, but I call that one like a loose group. I put that in parentheses like a loose group because it's less about that they come together because of a conflict. They're not already a group of friends. The, the conflict right. brings them together. There is that kind of mystery piece there too, sort of. Okay, and then the next section's all you. Mentor, help. So I did think there is this, it's a different category because it's it's a mentor and that can have a different type of relationship. But the book, The Woman with the Louding Voice by Abby Dare. Okay, so it's a must read about a young woman from Nigeria and how she's 14 years old and she's been sold as a third wife and how she really escapes and it's through a band of, of women, some who are who are awful to her and some who are amazing um, and how it, and how she helps herself. But it is if you love the story of how women can help each other, which is a, you know a really important part of friendship, I highly, highly recommend the story and her voice is amazing. Nonfiction, there's like so many so many and very, very hard to one that's really obvious to me, well, interrupted myself. It's very hard to know what makes it into the memoir. And what is really just to self-help because a lot of them are a mix. But we did leave on, both of us liked We Need to Hang Out by Billy Baker because he right up front talks about how he realizes as an adult male, he has no friends. Not really. Not not that he has like people to do stuff with. And so then the rest of the book is like his journey making friends. And really what it shows you is how much time and effort it really takes realistically. Right. You and I also both read Share Your Stuff. That's a little less of like a direct friendship book. Do you want to say some stuff by Laura Tremaine? Yeah, she gives really good topics that you could talk about to almost deepen your friendship. And she also writes about important friendships in her life growing up in Oklahoma, I believe, as she moves to LA, which was just very culturally different. And how she had to be willing to to make friends, but if it is, it's a fun book to read with a friend. I would think. Yeah, I, that would time. be good. It's a good, it's a good buddy read. Yes, yeah, that's a that's like a whole other category. That's let's just talk about one more in this category. I'll have you talk about it. It's "Text Me When You Get Home" by Kayleen Schaefer. So this also has a combination similar, where it's some um, self reflection and memoir about trying to make friends, um, not really fitting in, and then moving to New York. But she does a lot of references to Golden Girls. And so it combined my love of pop culture with friendship and thinking about, and just the title, Text When You Get Home. It's a is great to title. Me such a, it's just that my husband would not text his friend when he leaves. And if you said that, that would be super weird. Yes. You know, hey, hey, buddy, te- text me when you get home. That would just, and so that just sums up, I think. Because I will still do that. Hey guys, text me. You know, make sure you get home. Make sure you get home. Okay, that's a female friendship concern for sure. Now, there's one major book I talked about with my mom this morning before you and I got on this call that we left off. It's because we neither of us liked it, and it's the most obvious book in the. And <laughs> it would be in the best friend category, the breakup category, friends that are like family category, and that is my brilliant friend. The four four novels in the in Elena Ferrante's saga. Like, there's you know romance and love 
issues in that and marriage issues and everything in that saga too. But it really is about this friendship. And you would think with the title, My Brilliant Friend, with how popular it was, it was even an HBO series. My mom liked the series too. I just like could not get into it. It was so boring. I also struggled. It's been on my bookshelf in my closet for two years. And then I thought it was just pandemic blah. Can't pick you up. But I, I don't know. Maybe I have to try it again. I'm sure I would. I like most things my mom likes. I'm sure I would like it. I just, I, if someone says to me, oh, just, you know, read a hundred pages, then you'll start getting into it. It's like, I don't really have a hundred pages to give. Yes, I agree. I can do a one chapter. I'm a one chapter try. Yeah. I'll give it 20 pages, maybe 50 yeah. if it was hardcover and I purchased it. <laughs> Or yeah, or I, maybe I'll jump to the show. <laughs> right now, here's the problem with the show: it's subtitled, and I love hearing Italian, but I sub multitask when I watch stuff. So the only subtitle—that's hard. Yes, it's just asking a lot. And then I want to play one more voicemail because my friend Julie left a voicemail that hits on a category that I think you could also put the Jane Austen books in, which we don't really have. Maybe we would add a category. Let's play Julie's. We'll discuss it for a minute, and then we'll wrap it up. Hi, Nina. It's your good friend, Julie, calling from Haddonfield, New Jersey. And the March sisters, Meg, Beth, Joe, and Amy from Little Women by Louisa May Alcott was my first foray into friendships. And it really showed me a deep dive into sisters and the sibling relationship, how it is a true testament to what friendship really is all about, which can include sibling rivalry, which is conflict, empathy, support, and most important, love, and loving each other for exactly who we are. Such a beautiful story of friendship, and that really can start with siblings. I thought that was an important point she makes, but I didn't want to do an entire long category about sibling friendships because we really... It, it could be an entire episode, but I would say Pride and Prejudice, Sense and Sensibility. I'm sure there's tons more. Rebecca, this was so much fun and I'm just going to cut us off because like otherwise you and I mean, you just have to move here and we can hang out. But why would you move so, here? Yeah, I'm not moving there because it's I'm, I'm moved away from the cold. Yes. So I'll, I'll see you in Florida when yeah, there you go. We're, we'll have to retire to the same place. 75 and then reading and reading books. But truly, I hope I meet you in person one day and I, I really think we will. Me too. We have enough... Uh, overlap. I agree. Can't wait. Well, thank you. And thanks to all the listeners for sticking with us. If you are a lover of books and friendship, this is your episode. Thanks to my producer, Dave DeLuger. And as always, if you like the show, this episode or all episodes, please leave me a review. It helps people find the show and I'll see you back here in a couple weeks. <laughs>